Good morning. Thank you for listening to Embracing Life. I had a conversation with one of my good friends yesterday. Her son just moved across the country. Her empty nest rung hollow, and for the first time, she felt the loneliness and sadness that accompanies this transition. There's a quote that I wrote down when my son was 15. He was leaving for boarding school. It helped me, although it always brings a tear to my eye. (laughs) It just does, but it goes as follows. If you would have your son to walk honorably through the world, you must not attempt to clear the stones from his path, but teach him to walk firmly over them, not insist upon leading him by the hand, but let him learn to go alone. Ugh, that still does it for me. (laughs) Um, Even though my son has moved out years ago, and um, that just... It reminds me of that day. Um, I spoke with my friend last night, and she was really upset. It's going to get better, I told her. No, it won't, she quickly replied. How could I tell her that it will? I understand this feeling. And while it is hell to go through, at some point you do feel slightly better somehow. It brought back my own memories My son was 15 years old. I had given him all that I could give him. (laughs) The one thing I could not give him was the experience of living with men, living with boys. He was raised with me, a single mother. He had a sister. We were a female household aside from a male dog, which was a strong force in our household, but it still uh, was not the same as having a brother or father living with us you know while he had plenty of uncles and many positive healthy male role models he had not lived with a man since he was five years old I grew up I grew up in a uh in Connecticut in a household that believed in private education my brothers both went to boarding schools and thrived and my father was just a really big believer in private education particularly boarding schools and the schools of the caliber that they were where we lived were just really extraordinary. Um, We had toured a few of them and they really, I was so impressed and um, I had the opportunity to offer the same experience to my son and he was accepted into one of the Connecticut boarding schools that I I said he could only apply to boarding schools in Connecticut, which there are quite a few. So there were plenty of options of really good schools. Um, And I remember leading up to that September of that year, people would comment that I would miss him. And my lightning response was always, of course, I'm going to miss him, but he's only 45 minutes away. It's going to be such a great experience for him. He's going to love it. It's such a beautiful school. It's such a rigorous academic environment. He's going to thrive. And I really believed all of that. I was excited for him to have this experience. And I was thrilled uh, to have the opportunity to send him to what I considered just an outstanding 
institution. I love, love, loved where he went to high school. If anybody's looking for a boarding school for their kids in Connecticut, I can highly recommend one. So just reach out to me. Um, I'm just still to this day in, in awe of the school. It's really an unbelievable place. But anyhow, um, I remember that period. People were saying, you know, you're going to miss them. I didn't dare stop to allow myself the thought of how I would feel. I just relished in the excitement of it and the opportunity for him. And I wrapped myself around that. And I just didn't allow myself to really think about the feelings aspect of it. I couldn't know anyway how I would feel until I arrived home the day after dropping him off. And it wasn't really that day. It was the days that followed, the weeks that followed. It was hard. I remember feeling like I had a heartbreak. Literally, like when someone breaks up with you or you break up with someone when you're young. I didn't expect it. It hit me really hard. The tears... I tried to hide them, but my daughter knew how upset I was. And I didn't dare show it to my son, of course. I suspect that was the part that threw me. For some unknown reason, I didn't expect it. I was so enraptured with where he was going. I just didn't expect it. I would tear up as I set the dinner table, staring at his empty seat. My daughter would look at me. I tried to give her all of my attention and not be upset, but she knew. Um, I would swallow hard as his cat continued to sit on his bed, waiting for him. I missed him. I really did. I felt that pain. So, my friend, I understand. Trust me. I understand the pain of the emptiness and missing your child. I understand it. And that emptiness, you know, really, it hits hard. It's a grief that parents feel when their children move out of the house. It's typically more common in women because we're more likely to have had the role of primary care. Um, it can be overwhelming. It's It's unlike the grief experience when a loved one dies, the grief of an empty nest, it often goes unrecognized because an adult child moving out of the home is normal and it's healthy and it's what you want for your children. I mean, her son is older, so you would think it would be easier because he's older, but it's not. He's out of college. He's on to move, you know, he got a great job. She's happy for him. But he's also been at home for 20 plus years. And, you know, in our society in the U.S., kids leave. They go to California, they go to Connecticut, they go to New York, they go to Europe. My daughter's, in fact, leaving for London on Monday, and I'm taking her there. And I know, gulp, I know I'm going to feel it when I get back. It doesn't matter how old your kids are. So I understand it. Um, you know, we, as mothers, we dedicate 20 years or more bringing up our children. And if motherhood is your primary role, it's even, 
it's even more difficult. And once, you know, the last child moves out, it's like your job is finished. And it's, it's sort of, you know, similarly to anyone experiencing redundancy, a mother might feel disoriented and unsure of what her meaning, her future holds. You know, you have this job, you have this role, you have people that you have to take care of, that you put before you. I've always put my kids before me, always. And it's like you turn around and you look in the mirror and you're like, wait, what do I even like anymore? What do I like to do? And I had that transition when I moved back to Boston. I left Connecticut. I left my home, my family, everything. And I did have those feelings of, what am I doing? And it settles. And my daughter ended up moving back in with me for a semester before she leaves. And now I'm used to her being back again. And I love her company. And I'm really, really going to miss her. I know that. But I'm so excited for her to go. I think this is going to be an unbelievable opportunity. But it's not without adjustment. When I come home, you know, I'm going to stay there for a little bit. Might as well make a trip out of the drop-off for me. Um, But when I come home, I know I'm going to miss her. So what I'm going to do is immerse myself in my podcast, in my work, in marketing, in learning Italian, in planning new trips, in reading more, going out with more friends, meeting new people. I have a plan in place for when I return because I need that structure. I need to have that change when I get back. I can't have the same routine. I don't have to worry about, not that I had to worry about what's for dinner and this and that, but I'm, I'm an Italian mother. That's what we do. We worry about our kids' <laughs> next meal and, and make sure that they're dressed warm and all that stuff. That doesn't go away. You could be 40, 50, 60. If I'm still alive, I'm still wanting to know <laughs> what you had for lunch. I'm sorry. It's just baked into me. And my kids laugh at me because <laughs> I'm like, where are you going? What did you eat? Who did you do? You know, this and that and the other. It's just baked into being a nurturing mother. Some might call it overbearing. I don't see it as such because I know that I'm not. I know that I, we joke and I let my kids go. I truly do. But that doesn't mean, you know, I let them go and I don't follow up with them. Like, for instance, this is so silly. We're getting a storm this weekend. Why I had to forward the storm um, warning to my kids at three o'clock in the morning. I know that they keep their phones off at night, but why I had to do that, I don't know. I want them to know the storm is coming. It's, I want them to be prepared. So it's just, it's baked into mothering if you mother the way that I mother, which I don't know how many people do, but it is what it is. And I know that my friend is feeling this pain because the change of an empty nest is stressful. It's stressful. It's challenging. You have to flip it and say, okay, what do I now have the freedom to do? You know, but that change is difficult. It's emotional. You know, it points an arrow at your marriage because if you really get along with your children, if they're adults, you know, you have that 
enriched, wonderful relationship in your home. And then all of a sudden, maybe you're alone, you're not married, or your marriage is unstable or unsatisfactory. And all arrows will point to that because you're undoubtedly going to look to your spouse for comfort. And if you're not getting that relief, you're going to be annoyed with them, I imagine. Um, And, you know, there's your self-identity, you know, you have to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing now? I don't have to be home. I don't have to be on a schedule. Um, What am I doing? What do I want to do? What is my new relationship with my adult child who's now living on their own? You know, what is that void in your daily routine? What are you filling it with? What are you filling that void with? You need to decide what that is and jump into it. And, you know, there's going to be people that don't understand. They're going to say, well, you know what? It's time to move on. Emptiness, it's healthy. We all know that. The best thing you can do is give your children wings to fly. We know that. (laughs) That's what we all want for our kids. Although my friend did say, you know, look at Europe, you know, the model. Kids live at home forever. But I don't think that's a healthy model. Sorry, everybody. But... I think it's important for your children to to establish themselves. And I mean, I love having my kids close by, but I don't think they need to be under my roof. I think it's important um, for them to learn how to be independent and function and be responsible for their rent and their laundry and their refrigerator and their clean clothes and everything else that comes with being a mature adult. Um, I think it's essential to have those skills, and I don't think you can get them unless you move out of your home, especially if you have a nurturing mother. It's like, you know what? If my kids are here, I'm going to want to cook for them. It's just, can they cook for themselves? Yes. But, you know, it's part of me. It's part of who I am. It's part of my identity as a caregiver. I'm such a nurturing person that I want to do everything for them. And it's not because I don't think they're capable. Of course they're capable. But I think that therein lies the flaw. If you don't allow your kids to go or if they don't want to go, you know, I mean, it's just they need to, if they're going to have their own lives, their own families one day, they need to be responsible. And unfortunately, that means saying goodbye to them. And it's not goodbye forever. It's just... You know, you're helping them get established and you have to reframe it. And how wonderful I think she'll feel when she sees her son thriving and having a great job and having a nice apartment and living well and seeing that he makes his bed and, you know, can make dinner for you and all of those things. You have to reframe it and watching your children grow and expand and experience life and have new relationships. It's wonderful. It really is. It really is wonderful. I am delighting in it in every respect of it. I love seeing my kids enjoy the fruits of their labor and I love watching them develop relationships and um, having them experience all those things in life. And it comes with letting go. And move, you know, your child moving out of your house is a significant stress. Acknowledge that you're going to feel grief. Acknowledge that upset. Allow yourself 
to feel it even if you feel that no one else seems to understand. It doesn't matter. Feel it. You know, create a a ritual of sorts, you know, to acknowledge your feelings. Do something, you know, plant a tree, redecorate. She's an artist, you know, maybe maybe paint or create something that reminds you of your child, you know, and put that and put that energy into that and discuss your feelings and your thoughts and create future plans and create a plan to go visit him, you know, and seek support from your friends. Not everybody's going to want to give it to you, but, you know, if they haven't experienced an empty nest, you can't understand what that feels like. It's like a death of a parent. Until you experience it, you have no idea what that's going to feel like. Give yourself time to adapt to the changes. Don't expect yourself to feel good in the first few weeks or even months. It takes a while, you know, and understand that every time you drop them off and say goodbye, it's going to be painful. It just is. And then you get used to it. You get used to it and you learn to live with it. And, you know, I would also say don't make any big decisions. Don't sell your house. Don't move closer to your son. Don't do any of that. Pay attention to your health, your mental well-being, your physical health. And if you're depressed, go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. But you give yourself time to adjust. Give yourself time to accept the reality of your situation. And, you know, there will be days that you cruise through and you'll happily accept the day for what it is and be happy and contented. And then there will be other days when you're just missing your kids and you can't stay in the moment and you're worrying about them. And, you know, you got to just get through the day. So good luck to you, my friend. You can come visit me (laughs) and um, don't forget to check in on me (laughs) in two weeks because I will be missing my daughter and probably revisiting this podcast because I'm going to be in need of (laughs) positivity and support and all of those things that I speak to. Um, I'm in it too, so I get it. Um, All right. I hope everybody has a great day today and make sure you get your groceries if you live in the Northeast because we're getting a really big storm as of today. We're supposed to get, I think, eight inches or something like that. So go get your bread and your eggs. Have a great day. Bye.